This episode is sponsored by Marvel Strike Force. If you're looking for a superhero-themed mobile game, look no further. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Your goal is to power up your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes like Alliance War and Real-Time Arena. The game is currently celebrating its 6 year anniversary, and they're letting new users in on the celebration by providing free stuff, courtesy of our unique link in the show notes. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses, and if you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all of the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We've received a unique promo code, so new users can follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. That's M-A-X-P-O-O-L. Thanks to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotion promotional offer not available in washington dc Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Home Daily for Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the most anticipated movies of this year. This is Slash Home Editorial Director Peter Soretta, and joining me on today's podcast is Slash Home Editor Brad Oman. Hey, that's me. So, Brad, uh, tell us about, about this. There's a list on the site. It's the 30 most anticipated movies of 2023. How did this list get compiled? Uh, so we had all of the editors, uh, well, first of all, we compiled a list of a bunch of movies that are coming out this year from big titles to, uh, some smaller ones that we, that we know about that we've already heard about. Uh, and then we had the, the editors pick their 25 most anticipated movies, and then they each rank them, uh, from one to 25. Uh, according to how much uh, they were excited to see these movies. And then uh, a, there was a point value uh, uh, assigned to each of them. So if it was, you know, your number one, obviously it got more points. If it was uh, number 25, then I only got one point. And then uh, after everyone turned their lists in, we tallied up the votes. And that's how we figured out what the overall uh, most anticipated movies of 2023 were from Slash Film. Yeah. See, I think it's interesting because a lot of people think it's like a bunch of people in a room and we just decide on those, this order, but no, it's 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 all math. Well, it's not math, but it's all de- determined by math and uh, everybody submitting their own lists. Uh, before we get into this, uh, and by the way, you can go to slashfilm.com. I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to read the full list of the 30 most anticipated movies of 2023. We're not going to go through all 30 of them on the podcast, but 
I thought in in, in all fairness here, uh, maybe we should talk about some of the some of the films that didn't make the top fifteen that. Uh, we are excited about and i think the the one movie that i am actually surprised by the way i was uh not a participant on creating this list uh for the first time so uh i had no say on uh, on the, this final list but the one film i was surprised that was so low on this list number 29 brad you you put this on your list of uh, films that you were excited about that aren't didn't make the top 15 ant-man and the wasp quantum mania yeah and honestly, I think I think some of it is um, the the kind of Marvel fatigue that there has been recently because uh, Phase Four hasn't been super impressive for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I also think that the addition of the TV shows uh, has kind of made people feel a little bit overwhelmed by Marvel lately. So I think that on the slash film staff, the excitement isn't as uh, quite there as much as it usually is for Marvel movies because uh, even like the you know the Marvels didn't uh, rank very high on our, our list either. You know, it's, uh, it still ended up there, but it's not, you know, it wasn't one of our, uh, most exciting movies. The only one that really seems like it, uh, is maybe immune to it is guardians of the galaxy volume three. And that's just for obvious reasons, you know, everyone's yeah. excited for guardians three. It's funny. Uh, the Marvels is one that I'm excited about, but I, I, if I hadn't watched Miss Marvel, I don't think I would have been excited about it. So I, I, it's the opposite of that uh, that whole explanation of Marvel fatigue. Uh, but I feel it. I feel most people are kind of like, you know, there's too many Marvel movies. I don't even know. I, I, I have friends that haven't seen the last few and they're like, you know, I'm not going to understand what's going on, which I don't think is ever really that big of a problem. I feel like yeah. Marvel kind of yeah writes things for anybody to come into any one movie and then you'll be rewarded if you see more but, but i get it um what else is on your list of movies that didn't make the top 15 uh so i also wanted to mention havoc uh which is an upcoming uh, action movie that stars tom hardy and the more exciting thing uh, about this for me is that uh this is actually going to be directed by gareth uh evans who is the filmmaker behind the spectacular uh, The Raid and, of course, The Raid 2. Uh, and those movies just absolutely blew me away as far as the action is concerned. So I am uh, infinitely excited to see uh, any movie from Gareth Evans simply because of the existence of The Raid. Uh, so that movie also stars Forrest Whitaker uh, and Timothy Oliphant. So it seems like it uh, could be pretty cool. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, an another movie on, uh, that didn't make the list. Actually, all these didn't make the list. I'm actually kind of surprised by some of these. Uh, Disney's Wish, which is their uh, animated film this year. I, I know many people haven't seen stuff from it. You saw uh, a preview of it at D23, I believe, and I think we were at odds over. You, you didn't like it as much as I did. Yeah, I did. I didn't dislike it, and, and honestly, this one this one came close to being on my list. Uh, but it, it came down to the wire when I was getting down to my twenty five, and I just I wasn't excited enough about it because uh, I do think it has potential. Um, it's everything that they showed us as far as the the animation style and the the animatics and the storyboards, and then that performance by Ariana DeBose at D twenty three. It was it was great. I'm I'm very interested in seeing this movie. It just didn't quite make my most anticipated. Yeah, uh, another film that I don't think is on this list is David Fincher's The Killer. Am I correct in that? I mean, it doesn't have a release date. It's release date 2023, but I think it stopped filming in March of last 
of 2022 completed filming. So yeah. I think it's coming out in 2023. It, so I, I, it did make the list. It's just not in our uh, our top fifth, the top 15 that we're going to cover on the podcast. But it did end up on the list. Oh, okay. I, somehow I missed that. Well, anyways, uh, I wanted to mention this really, really quickly because first, David Fincher. Secondly, this is. Uh, uh, neo noir action thriller film it's written by andrew kevin walker and it's based on the french graphic novel series of the same name and it stars michael fassbender and tilda swinton and uh and, you know we haven't Trent seen Reznor it. and atticus ross are doing the soundtrack oh yeah well i mean you, you know that when you have david fincher most of the time at this point. <laughs> uh, but uh, and uh the other uh film i wanted to mention was west anderson's asteroid city you know any Wes Anderson movie I'm interested in, I'm excited for. Uh, and this one is is kind of interesting because it's a uh, comedy drama, which is uh, it's it's, a, it's another ensemble piece. Of course, it's a Wes Anderson film. Uh, it's, it's written uh, alongside Roman Coppola, and it takes place in 1955, where students and parents parents from across the country come to this fictional American desert town to uh for the junior stargazer convention and uh the cast for this look it sounds awesome till this one uh adrian brody tom hanks margot robbie rupert friend uh jason schwartzman scarlett johansson i, I could just keep on going yeah. on like so the list is cast. like it's like one of it's one of wes anderson's biggest casts it feels like aside from you know his most recent movie yeah any other films that uh didn't make the top 15 that you're excited for uh yeah actually i wanted to mention one that actually didn't even make the top 30 uh and i knew this movie wasn't going to make it but i specifically want to mention it because i'm very much excited for it uh i have high hopes for it uh it doesn't have a, a title yet so it's merely being referred to as the untitled please don't destroy movie uh if you haven't heard of please don't destroy uh they are a, a comedy team that has made waves on snl recently uh, they're basically the most recent version of The Lonely Island. They make uh, digital uh, shorts for SNL, and they are hilarious. You've probably seen these guys in some viral videos that have been around uh, on Twitter because they were making a lot of noise uh, online with their, their hilarious, fast-paced videos. Uh, and that really you know, is a, a big part of what got them on SNL. Uh, the group consists of Ben Marshall, John Higgins, and Martin Hurley. And uh, if you've been watching SNL, then you already know how funny these guys are and how great the stuff they do is. And they're working on a movie. And I am just very excited to see what it is that they have cooking. Um, I think that it, there's a lot of potential here. Um, and yeah, I, I just couldn't be more excited to see because I'm somebody who loves uh, what the Lonely Island has done when they've entered the movie realm, even though most of their movies have become box office bombs. Uh, they've gone on to become cult favorites, Hot Rod, MacGruber, pop star these are all movies that lonely island did and i think please don't destroy has the same potential as them to do great stuff with comedy movies so very excited to see what it is i'm gonna have to look them up uh one uh movie that i wanted to bring up uh I, i'm not sure if i'm excited for it but i'm surprised you didn't mention it brad is the ghostbusters afterlife sequel did Ghostbusters Afterlife leave such a bad taste in your mouth that you're you're not excited for that it's not that it's uh, I, i'm just I'm trying to keep my hype in check. I'm, I'm always going to be interested in a new Ghostbusters movie, but I just, uh, I don't know if I can be excited about it yet because uh, it's not necessarily clear how they're going to pick up the story from the end of the first one. Um, and I just, I need to see a trailer before I can get myself excited about a new Ghostbusters movie. I think that there's potential because, you know, now that they've already gotten the nostalgia out of the way, 
hopefully they can venture off in some new exciting directions. But I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm not getting excited yet. Okay, let's get into the list. Let's start at number 15, Cocaine Bear. So this is a black comedy thriller from Elizabeth Banks. It's directed and co-produced by her. And uh, this is about a black bear who ingested a duffel bag full of cocaine. It's based on a true story. This happened in 1985. I got to say that this this concept feels like it's um would be an SNL trailer sketch or like something. Uh, are, are you excited for Cocaine Bear? I don't think I'm quite as excited as everybody else is right now. I think the premise is fantastic, but I'm I'm not super confident in the skills of Elizabeth Banks as a director. I haven't been impressed by what she's done behind the camera. Uh, so that's my one reservation, but it has a great cast. It looks fun, and so I'm I'm hopeful it'll be it'll be a good one. Yeah, I'm the same way. I like uh, you know, I was a huge fan of Pitch Perfect 1, and I was so devastated by how bad pitch perfect two was uh and that was was that her uh, live action directorial debut it might have been i believe so. a feature yeah um so uh you know i i want her to prove me wrong i love her as an actress um and the cast of this is, is great and the the concept is great but um yeah and that comes out in february so that's a good time for it to come out too because there's not much going on uh, other than Ant-Man, Quantumania. Uh, number 14 is probably one of my most anticipated of the year, Scream 6. Are, are you excited for Scream? Yeah, definitely excited for Scream. I think that the changing up the scenery and going to New York City is going to open up some uh, exciting new pathways for that. Uh, and I'm curious to see what they do now that they've kind of gotten the uh, the legacy sequel you know, idea out of the way. Uh, you know, they, they killed off Dewey in Scream 5. Uh, as far as we, we know, unless they're doing some kind of like surprise or they work something out, uh, Niff Campbell's not coming back. Courtney Cox will be involved, but that's about it. So this will really be squarely focused on the new characters. And so it'll be interesting to see how the franchise continues from here. Yeah, uh, Nev Campbell has said publicly that she's not returning. So unless that's the swerve, it, it, was, I it, was, it was a payment dis- uh, dis- disagreement, you know. So like, there's a chance that they could have worked it out, and maybe like she has like she comes in maybe at the end or something like that, or has like a cameo that teases the next sequel, maybe. But yeah, as 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 far as we know right now, she's not involved. In it. Yeah, I, I'm excited about the New York setting of that of this film, and that makes it a lot more a lot different than any of the screen films that have come before it um i will say that uh you know i did like the last one but if you ask me to name any of the you know if we pull the avatar test everybody loves to pull out if you ask me to name any of the characters names of anybody in that movie i couldn't name any of their names uh so i don't know it is funny because uh what's her name uh from wednesday who is born ortega yeah, she's in this, so I feel like she's like kind of a much bigger star than she was when uh, Scream Five came out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and that comes out in March tenth, twenty twenty three. Number thirteen is Bo is Afraid, and I got to be honest with you, this is um, not a film that was on my radar. Is this a film that you are excited for? Uh, so I'm more curious than anything, just because this looks wild. the The trailer for this just came out today. Uh, and it's an Ari Aster film, you know, so Midsommar, 
uh, Hereditary. These are the kinds of movies that we're, we're looking at. And so you kind of know what to expect uh, when it comes to an Ari Aster movie. It's going to be uh, weird. It's going to be unsettling. It's going to be terrifying. And I'm, I'm definitely in to see what this is. And, uh, you know, with Joaquin Phoenix in the movie, too, that's, that's something else that's equally intriguing. So I'm, I'm not like, uh, you know, chomping at the bit to see this one, but I'm extremely curious. It's funny, we published this article today and this movie did not have a release date on articles uh, TBA, but I guess uh, with that trailer, we got a release date, April 21st, 2023. So there you go. Uh, and then next up on our list, uh, number 12 spot is the movie 65, which is funny because I, I feel like some the, watching my Twitter feed, some people were like making fun of this movie, but I thought the concept for this movie sounds like it has the potential to be a lot of fun. So this is the science fiction thriller film uh, written and directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods. And uh, it stars Adam Driver. And it, uh, the premise is after a, cat a catastrophic crash on an unknown planet, uh, Piles Miles quickly discovers he's stranded on, on Earth 65 million years ago. And now with only one chance to rescue Mills and the, the only other survivor, uh, must make their way across an unknown terror terrain riddled with dangerous prehistoric creatures, including dinosaurs, in the epic fight to survive. I don't know. I love the idea of like a sci-fi movie where like humans have like all these like you know sci-fi. Like you know they're at a dis he's at a disadvantage. Like it's not like he uh, he, he crash landed, but it's it's humans versus dinosaurs in a way we haven't seen it. Uh, you know, in the Jurassic Park films. Yeah, because like they have it's it's futuristic tech because it's a it's this mission to try and like uh, take people to you know find a new place you know for Earth's population to live and so uh, it's there's futuristic weaponry and all that kind of thing and so it's yeah it looks very cool and it kind of came out of nowhere too with a trailer debut and I was like what the hell is this why have we never heard of this before uh, <laughs> and it looks it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, the, the name is either the best name or the worst name of all time, because when I heard 65, I was like, oh, is that about a president? Is that about uh, uh, an, an athlete? Some kind of, you know, that's their, their number. Yeah. But uh, the, the reveal in the trailer is really good, but I feel like it's probably a bad name, uh, you know, for the history books of like people remembering what 65 even means. We'll see. But, yeah. Uh, and that uh, Sam Raimi's producing this and also um, Danny Elfman. Uh, did score so there you have that uh so number 11 on this list is renfield uh brad i, I have a feeling that you're like excited for this one so here's the thing uh we made this list before the renfield trailer came out and yeah. some of us uh were like well wish we saw that trailer before we made this list uh i personally don't think the trailer is terrible but some of the other editors were not <laughs> Uh, impressed. I, I will say Chris Evangelista was like, hmm, well, not a fan of that. Uh, and yeah, it's for me, I'm torn because I, I don't think that the action stuff really makes much sense and it feels really just shoehorned in. I wish this was more of just a straightforward kind of dark comedy. Um, so I don't like that, but I like the visual style and I, you know, I think, and that by the way, we should, we, we should tell people what this is. So this is Nicholas Cage's Dracula and it's from director Chris McKay and it's from his, the perspective of his, uh, assistant yeah. played by Nicholas Holt. Yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, it seems to be like in a, in a f contemporary setting as well. 
Um, and, you know, seeing Nicolas Cage in this Dracula role is a lot of fun. He's clearly having a blast. Nicholas Holt is al- always great as well. Uh, the comedy stuff worked really well for me. I, I-, I like parts of this trailer, but the action stuff, I'm like, well, why are we trying to turn this into a Marvel movie? Like, just let this movie be weird and fun. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, we I think that if we saw this trailer before we saw before we had to make this list, Renfield probably would have ended up lower on the list. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that it, it's going to lean more into that camp and it's probably just trying to get more people in there for with the action which is probably a bad move but uh we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever remember to use code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Okay, so number 10 on the list is Evil Dead Rise. Uh, this is a movie that like literally wasn't anything I was excited about before I saw the Red Band trailer that dropped a week or two ago. Uh, this is, uh, you know, obviously Sam Raimi created the Evil Dead and uh, uh, it's gone past Bruce Campbell uh, in 2013. Uh, they had a, a remake of it. This is... What is this? It's not a remake. It's a it's not a sequel either, right? Like how how would you describe Evil Dead Rise? It's basically like just a different story that takes place in the Evil Dead universe. Like there aren't any returning characters as far as we know. Uh it's not tied to the events of the first movie, but it just involves uh you know, the book and and Deadites and and all that kind of stuff. So it's just, it's just a new story with the style of Evil Dead and like the kind of things you expect from that kind of movie. Yeah, and uh, the trailer looked uh, vicious. I was like, my skin was crawling. What did you think of the trailer? Yeah, this was one where I was like, uh, yeah, we'll see whatever a new Evil Dead movie has to do. And then I saw the trailer and I was just like, holy shit. Like, this just looks <laughs> brutal uh, and just relentless and so bloody. So, yeah, I'm I'm now very excited to see this after the trailer. Like, it was basically the opposite Renfield effect. <laughs> yeah, what is, what is going to happen with that cheese grater? I don't know. Anything that, like, has, like, objects piercing skin and eyes uh, it just like is yeah. so not my thing i mean and, seats. yeah 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 uh number nine on this list uh, i know you wrote the description so i know you are super excited for this is this your number one anticipated for this year i i'm not sure what the next one is so let's find out <laughs> oh it's guardians galaxy oh okay yeah 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 this is uh this was not my number one actually um but i yeah i mean if you're not excited about guardians of the galaxy volume three i don't know uh what to what to tell you because you know the, uh, we almost didn't get this movie with james gunn behind the camera thankfully uh the wrongs were righted he's he's back and this is supposed to be the end of the road for this iteration of the guardians of the galaxy and that in itself is 
uh, you know, kind of scary because we don't know which characters are going to make it. And also, uh, you know, sad because it means that these characters are probably uh, going to be done, at least for a little while. You know, we don't necessarily know if uh, Marvel will keep them them going after that, even if James Gunn isn't involved. But uh, yeah, I think that this is this is definitely something uh you know that i think will be one of the the special movies that marvel has coming out soon it's going to have a lot of heart to it and uh yeah i'm I, I can't wait i agree with everything you said i this might be my most anticipated movie of this year i just love the guardians the the first movie is i think my favorite marvel film the second film isn't as good but it's still in the pantheon of movies it's it's a great movie yeah. um i i i've talked to a bunch of people that have read the script for this. I don't know anything about it, but every single one of them have said the same thing, Brad, that they, they ended up crying while reading the script. So if, 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 if the movie can uh, lick that kind of emotion, I think we're, we're, we're good with uh, guardians of galaxy volume three. Yep. Uh, number eight on our list is Oppenheimer. And this is the next film from Christopher Nolan. And this is a, a bio, biograph, biopic. Is it a biopic? Kind of. I guess it is. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know. I don't necessarily know if it's going to be like a biopic in like the traditional sense of you know starting at the beginning of Oppenheimer's life and watching him as he gets a record deal and gets his first hit song and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I think it'll probably, if anything, just focus you know on his uh, involvement in creating the atomic bomb, uh, which is a story that we haven't really seen. Uh, told before you know there's been plenty of movies about world war ii there's been plenty of movies uh about you know the the before manhattan and, project. and the manhattan project and leading up to the you know the, the explosion itself and the aftermath but there's never really been a movie squarely focused on oppenheimer like this um and the fact that it's you know uh uh killian murphy in the the lead role i think this is a huge opportunity for him to like really uh get more attention because he's typically relegated to supporting roles and uh, I think this is going to be a huge thing for him. And you just, you know, you got to be excited for a Christopher Nolan movie, especially because the cast for this movie is absolutely stacked. Like almost everybody in Hollywood <laughs> is in it. See, the thing about this one, Brad, for me is I I love Christopher Nolan. You know, anytime he has a movie, I'm there opening day or at a, the first press screening or whatever. And this, like you said, this cast is stacked. It has... I don't, it, it's even like a wide variety it's not like even like the you know all a-listers it's just like a great cast and but i'm not sure if the subject is something i don't know I, i'm not even sure if it, i'm not sure if i wanted if i needed a christopher nolan movie about the father of the atomic bomb you know and i think what it is for me is what i'm picturing is that like the i think the imagery of the atomic bomb is something that like uh, has become so familiar to us that like it's not shocking. And I think what Nolan is going to do is he's really going to like show us the devastation and the power of you know this this weapon in a way that we haven't seen before because we've never really seen a modern uh, movie approach the you know the the atomic bomb explosion in a way that really displays its power and like changes the way that we see it. And I think that there needs to be something like that shifts our perspective and makes us realize that, you know, this uh, event, you know, from so far off, like it, it's become just like everyone has seen the picture and the, the, the black and white grainy yeah. footage of the atomic bomb. But I think seeing it in the way that he's going to present it is really going to be something visually uh, arresting. I'm going to make the joke. That's going to be old by the time uh, August heads here, but 
did he accomplish the atomic bomb footage using practical uh, photography, Brad? <laughs> there, there was something that was out there actually, apparently, where he they did do something to practically recreate the like what the explosion looks like without actually making an atomic explosion obviously but yeah they did do they did do something practically to shoot what that explosion looks like so it'll it'll be interesting to see that okay number uh and that comes out in uh july 21st of this year number seven on the list is dune part two and this comes out in november november 17th and of course it's the second part of uh this adaptation of this classic sci-fi novel brad were you a, a huge fan of the first one I liked the first Dune. Uh, I wasn't quite, um, you know, enraptured by it like some of the other slash film staffers were. Um, but I, I enjoyed- I'm on the same page as you there. I, like, I, I, I thought it was good. It was solid, but I don't like. Yeah, it, you know, it didn't leave me like, oh my god, I can't wait for the second part. Exactly, and it it felt like half a story, which I think was to its detriment. But I, you know, the the cast is great. Uh, it's you know it's it's good sci-fi stuff. I'm I'm definitely interested, but I'm I'm not you know foaming at the mouth to see this one as soon as possible. Okay, next up on the list at number six is, is a movie coming out sometime this year, probably later this year. We don't have a release date, and that is Killers of the Flower Moon. And uh, all you really need to know about this movie is it's in the next film from Martin Scorsese, and it uh, him with, with screen- both Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. Yeah, and uh, Eric Roth wrote the script alongside Scorsese, and uh, this is based on the best-selling 2017 nonfiction book of the same name, which is uh, about uh, a string of murders that target uh, the the Osage tribe in northeastern Oklahoma in the late 1920s. And it's about kind of the birth of the FBI in a way, and uh, this is is this um going to theaters or is this apple tv plus well i, th- I mean it, it is an apple tv production but i i but it will probably be going to theaters because i'm sure that they're going to want this one up for awards so i'm sure you'll you'll see it in theaters at least with a limited release yeah reported 200 million dollar budget the largest amount ever spent on a movie filmed in oklahoma wow what, what a weird uh <laughs> record to be old uh, yeah I'm, I'm excited for this i'm excited for anything from martin scorsese um but uh, have we? Has there been a trailer for this release? No, no trailer. We've, not... we've only seen first look photos so far. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's hard. I feel like the hype doesn't start until you like see the first footage of something. But, but we, uh, we yeah. know, um, we know you don't sleep on Scorsese. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and by the way, I love how I started that with uh, all you need to know is this is the next film from Roger Scorsese, and then I explain the whole thing. So apparently you needed to know more. Um, <laughs> number five on our list uh, is John Wick Chapter 4. And Brad, I don't even know anything about John Wick Chapter 4. All I know is I need to see it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, now you just know there's a new John Wick movie and you'll make plans to go see it. That's, that's pretty much how it goes. Uh, incredible action. Keanu Reeves is outstanding as John Wick. And yeah, this is just going to be you know another great entry that ex- continues to expand this assassin universe and and gives us really hard-hitting fights yeah exactly and it comes out march 24th so mark your calendars uh now we're in the top like four and this is like some heavy hitters here so uh number four on the list mission impossible dead reckoning part one uh that's a mouthful of a title there um 
you know, Mission Impossible films are all. Or, eh, I was gonna say all great, but the second one's really not that great, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, true. true. Uh, are you excited for Dead Reckoning Part One? Absolutely. Uh, I am always excited for a new Mission Impossible movie. Now, the stuff that they have shown from behind the scenes of what Tom Cruise has been doing this time has again been just mystifying. Uh, I cannot wait to see uh, how this movie brings back Kittredge, who is one of my favorite characters from the original movie. Um, and I'm curious to see how this movie leads into what will be Dead Reckoning Part 2, because this is a two-part story. So there's got to be some kind of huge cliffhanger and something big has to happen here. So, um, yeah, I cannot wait for this one. By the way, this was uh, on our list last year and the 2022 list for the most anticipated movies of that year. Didn't quite make 2022. Yeah, so. pushed it back no, quite no. a bit, but at least we got Top Gun Maverick in its stead. So. Yeah. Uh, number three on our list is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And this comes out in June of this year. And Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was my favorite movie of that year. It, it's one of my favorite uh, superhero comic book movies of all time. And this one, of course, brings Miles Morales back. Uh, but instead of having uh, Spider-Man from the other spider universes come into his universe he's getting to go into the spider-verse and go into the other universes and i think that's such a great concept because it lets them i mean just visually it's it's a great concept because it lets them have different styles for each of the different uh universe uh, universes in this multiverse and uh i don't know i just hope it's as fresh and cool as that original uh it has a a new directing team so, uh, little, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But, Brad, are you excited? Absolutely. Uh, I loved Into the Spider-Verse. And this does look like it'll really build upon how great that movie was. You know, there's going to be six distinct animation styles. There's going to be a bunch of uh, new Spider-People from Marvel Comics involved. And, you know, it's going to... But it will continue the story of, you know, Miles Morales and also uh, Gwen Stacy. Spider-Gwen is going to have a bigger role to play this time as well so it's um i'm definitely excited to see this the footage so far has been fantastic it's just super innovative animation that like you've never seen before and i think it's gonna be very cool yeah uh number two on our list might have been my number two of 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 the most anticipated uh, movies of 2023 on my personal list and that is indiana jones and the dial of destiny excuse the bad title but uh this comes out june 30th 2023 we don't really know much about the plot of this movie, nor are we going to really discuss it. But all you need to know is this is an Indiana Jones movie. And uh, this time, Steven Spielberg is not directing. It's director James Mingold. And I think you and I have talked about this a couple times on this podcast because we talked about the trailer and stuff. I know you're excited for this one. Yeah, absolutely. You know, even though Spielberg is not back, it looks like Mangold has really uh, picked up the torch from him and uh, is emulating some of the, the best traits that have made the Indiana Jones movies great. And uh, I, I think this just has a lot of potential to uh, make up for the, the misstep that was Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And this, uh, this should be uh, a great send-off for Harrison Ford, as they have said that this will be his last outing as Indiana Jones. So uh, I'm expecting some emotion here, too. So the number one film on the Slash Films 30 most anticipated movies of 2023 list 
is Barbie. And this is the film coming from Greta Gerwig. Uh, I was a huge fan of her 2017 film, Lady Bird. Uh, Little Women, uh, 2019, also earned an Academy Award Best Picture nomination. And she's received uh, Academy Award nominations for Best Director and Best Original Screenplay. Uh, So... You know, she's a high pedigree director to be directing a movie based on the doll, Barbie. Uh, Brad, what what are your thoughts on Barbie? Yeah, I am very excited for this movie. I never really thought I would be excited for a Barbie movie, but this feels like it has the creative spirit and potential of the Lego movie. Another movie that everyone kind of thought like, oh, wow, there's no way they can actually make a good movie based on the Lego bricks. Uh, But it turned out to be a spectacular animated movie and uh, this looks like it's going to be equally as as impressive and innovative when it comes to adapting a toy uh for the big screen it's not just a toy that uses barbie you know as a as a character and like this impetus for you know some kind of family-friendly adventure there's clearly something clever here i mean the trailer itself is entirely an homage to 2001 a space odyssey and that's not something you typically see with a movie like this um and i'm also you know I think uh, excited because uh, Simu Liu, uh, who is Shang-Chi, he's in this movie. Uh, he had told, uh, said in an interview somewhere that uh, his agent told him that it was uh, one of the best scripts he has ever read. And agents read tons of script. For an agent to say that, that's a pretty big, big thing. So uh, this has a great cast with Margot Robbie as uh, Barbie, Ryan Gosling as Ken. And uh, there's a great ensemble surrounding them as well. It just looks, looks like it's going to be great. Yeah, Margot Robbie as Barbie is just perfect casting. Uh, Will Ferrell's in this. There's, yeah, it's a great cast. Uh, I'm I'm excited for this film. I was actually surprised to see it hit number one uh, on our list, but uh, I think I it get just, it. yeah, it, it just it just ranked so high on everybody's list. I don't I, I don't think it was. It might have been B.J. Colangelo's number one movie, but I don't think it was anybody else's number one. But it just ranked so consistently high that it just made it up there. Okay, that brings us to the end of today's Slash Film Daily. You can find more of all of our work at SlashFilm.com. You can find this podcast on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Uh, please send us your feedback, questions, comments, concerns to us at Peter at SlashFilm.com. And please head on over to our Apple podcast page. Uh, write us a five-star review. Tell your friends. Spread the word. We'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.